Yeah, we always watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's nice. The old cartoon one. Yeah. We we have fondue is our Christmas. Yeah, do you guys cheese or chocolate that fondue? Uh, just the grease <laughs> or oh. oil. <laughs> I don't know what is it. I've only done fondue never. I think. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we do oil. fondue. We we used to do stockings on Christmas morning, and nice. then usually had family members involved in the church service doing some music. So we would do like before church in oh, the morning. Yeah, we, we would, did go to church. Yeah, we, we went would, to church on Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. Eve service. Yeah, so we would do stockings in the morning, go to church, come back, have fondue, open presents. Sometimes um, we would open one present on Christmas Eve. Oh. And that was fun. Oh. Yeah. Just a little tease. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the charm of coming back together as a family. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I forgot that you do this. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's annoying. <laughs> Welcome to Waveframe. Frame episode two. Yeah, we gotta get used to that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm feeling good today because we have chairs today. Yeah, we have not, upgraded our studio, so we're not we are on the coming anymore. to you from from Luke's bedroom, my bedroom. Yes. Last I week think we were in Isaac's sounds bedroom. Sounds better. Your maybe your bedroom sounds maybe. Better. We put we our legs less to, wood. Yeah, yeah oh, it's the less room. live of yeah. a room. Yeah. You can tell we are pros with the recording equipment. Oh yeah. But yeah, we got the chairs this time, so we're living in style. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking about uh, it's a hey, Merry Christmas, uh, a little yes. bit in advance, everybody. It's a Christmas week. Merry Christmas, everybody's feeling that it's full volume mm-hmm. Christmas time spirit. Mm-hmm. It was snowing today, nice puffy flakes. Oh yeah, so, and yeah. nobody's the only re- reason people might not be in the Christmas spirit is because they're thinking, oh crap, I need to get my Christmas present. That is the most stressful part. Yeah, but. But that's fun, too, for yeah. some people. <laughs> yeah, have you done your shopping yet? <sighs> like, some of the things, I would say one-fourth of the things I need to do are done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, not all, that's better than me last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so, last year, I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I mean, the shipping isn't fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you maybe texted me, like, hey, can I use your Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it, it's, it's good. It's Christmas episode. Today we're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, and... Christmas by Michael Bublé. Yeah. Which, you know, a great title for an album. I, <laughs> about about I, Christmas. Well, no, what I'm saying is like, I like the simplicity of that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of avenues you can go with that. Um, let's let's go into music first yeah, today. Yeah, let's do it. We'll leave with that. Um, okay, are we at all going to talk about any music besides this album? Yeah, well, I don't know. So, well, let's start. What, what, are, hmm. what makes a Christmas song? What makes a Christmas Good. song? Well, the sound helps. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely think that, like, I wrote down what each one was about on this album by Michael Bublé. Oh, wow. Even I, more prep than I did. <laughs> well, I just did it really quick. Like, it, it's interesting. He, he pretty much, I, I'm thinking this is the Force Awakens of Christmas albums. Because <laughs> you get the 1950s big mm-hmm. jazz band vibe. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a fresh Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And yet... It's new and it's fun. Yeah. It's you know he, he he picks up the tempo a little bit. He chooses all the classics. He puts it all together, and you know Star Wars is on the brain. So like it feels to me like, uh, you know, not that I, this is a criticism. I fully enjoy this album. It is the quintessential classic Christmas album. Like if you wanna 
get a different Christmas vibe and not be quite as happy and more maybe critical, I'd go a different route. But mm-hmm. this is just like your your mom and your pop, your whole family's Christmas album, mm-hmm. and it sounds gorgeous. I think yeah, I think well, I'm glad that you said that because I feel very similar. Okay, That's fine. Cool, so yeah. Yeah, I'd say the the best thing about Michael Bublé's Christmas album is. Michael Bublé's voice. It's just, that's, I mean, it's yes. hands down, that is the selling point. Um, and it's it, hopefully, like, that's good because with an album that doesn't have, you know, original songs like yeah, that he was covers. writing, it's all covers. So cover you need album. a good selling point and you need to be able to do it well. And yeah, yeah. his voice is just buttery, you know? Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's it like embodies fluffy. the warmth of a Christmas fireplace. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. His, it, his hearth voice. Yeah. yeah. It, it's beautiful. And I don't oh. know, I, I haven't always been huge on Michael Bublé, but I I enjoy the Christmas album. I, I really do. I, like, I've heard a few other of his songs. I never, ever listened to him besides Christmas. Yeah. Time. I'd be... I don't know, and it's interesting. It's not. It's not your like, cause cause you'll get remakes of Christmas songs and covers now from like yeah. John Legend yeah. or like you know who, yeah. whoever's popping. And some today. of those are fun, or like mm. they'll slow it down, like Sleeping at Last or yeah. something like uh-huh. that. But this one feels like instead of like a classic, you know, usually I say, okay, a cover is good if it takes it in a different direction and mm-hmm. gives me a fresh look. Mm-hmm. The, he didn't really do that. Don't do that. He didn't really do that. Yeah. But it's like driving a car that's a classic car, I'd assume, <laughs> and be like, this you will never get old. This will never get cars. old. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, I don't know, something that never gets old. Like, yeah. like it's like a homemade recipe. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's like rewatching Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like. It's like your 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 grandma used to make this um, recipe, mm-hmm. and now it's the grandson or granddaughter making it, uh-huh. and it's a little different, but it's Discuss. totally yeah. great. Yeah, I think that it's nice because Michael Bublé's voice does differ from like it's he's, yeah. he's not a pop singer. He no. it's it's so rich. Like it's more like like Josh Groban or something. I was you, gonna like, mention Josh. And Groban. I might I'll probably bring him up later okay. in comparison because I do think you know they, they have similar songs. I mean similar songs. Josh Groban and his voices, Christmas I feel like well, I feel like they both have the same the richness and tone quality that yeah. comes from not as much of a pop singer and more of okay, like I don't know I know, I know Josh Groban at least has like a yeah. theater musical yeah. theater background and such. I just think that his voice is more like dignified, regal. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I would agree. And then, and then, yeah. and then Michael Bublé is the perhaps more Corley. Yeah, or, like, but Josh Groban's more Corley trained. Yeah. Michael Bublé is more that smooth jazz. Like yeah, yeah, and like Frank Sinatra, yeah. like others yes. have made the Chris yeah, and you yeah, brought that up exactly. I think, yeah, I think that's very true. You you mentioned like the jazziness of it, uh-huh. and I well. So I play the trombone. And I've nice. done jazz trombone, yeah. and so that's it's, I played the saxophone. In oh yeah, oh, so <laughs> jazzy Isaac. Yes. <laughs> I wish I would have known you when you played the saxophone. You probably did, only you didn't like me then, right? Yeah. Middle school probably. tennis. We were on the same tennis team, mm-hmm. but we were from different schools. Anyway, backstory could be later. <laughs> Our friends have heard that a million times. Yeah, so like, yeah. oh please, no, no. Um, so yeah, I I think that so. Uh, I'm trying to think of the different tracks on it. Wait, do you have those written down in front um, of you? I have the tracks right here. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, because so I think... Well, it's beginning it, to look a lot like Christmas. Just perfect way to start the album. Yeah, right? it's it's nice. It's it's just... I, I, I feel like this song is... Or th- this album is what I want. It's, it's a very pretty Christmas. It, yeah. It's very like, I'm going to go out and go shopping. Like, mm-hmm. not in like the holiday rush, but, you know, I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. For me, it's like decorating the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I uh, so I would differ with you there, and okay. I think that part of why so I appreciate this album, but it's not one of my go-to Christmas. It's like definitely my albums. go-to Christmas album because I, I used to drive to school with 
age of Randy Walker and he would play it oh. <laughs> like at, uh, during Christmas time and that was like the first time I listened to and it and then he would voice along with the, the ladies that Merry Christmas Mr. Christmas, Buble <laughs> yes 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 the jingle bells that I mean, might be the strongest a... association I have for this <laughs> album is Andrew doing that here's the thing jingle bells not a great song in my opinion mm-hmm. but he made it fun he mm-hmm. made it fun and yeah you're maybe leaning into a little like like old-fashionedness but mm-hmm. but it, but it's fun it, it's like watching i love lucy and you're yeah. seeing ricky up there with yeah. his big band yeah. <laughs> yeah i i think for me the like the same the christmas tree i would more gravitate we were talking about josh groban but yeah. the more like yeah. somber mood i don't oh, know i think interesting. I, I think the the most contentment for me in the holiday season comes not out of that pretty christmas vibe as more of the content oh, and more like peace this, on earth yeah i like, so i think that you know, like if I'm going for a Christmas album, Mary, I would old gentleman. What's that, Mary? God, God rest you, Mary, gentlemen. Yeah, I think that that's what I resonate with okay. a bit more. But that's that being a, said, without being yeah. like this is not a negative thing, but it's a little bit more like churchy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I think, and more carol driven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think no, I think that's very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were talking a little about the jazz. Like I like the jazz. Like it, it, this is upbeat. I mm-hmm. like it. It's because yeah. it should be fun, and Christmas should be fun. Ultimately. Exactly. And and the some of the jazzier numbers that have the you know some brass and some you yeah. know saxophone are so much fun. They're so great. And, and, and you're then just you tapping got, your foot along. You got too, the no guy who who does the like dumb down low like like yeah, that yeah. in yeah. the back <laughs> of his voice, and and like that harkens back to old time like mm-hmm. maybe Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons sort of thing. Even mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Sherry specifically. Anyway, oh uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the Jersey Boys, yeah, the Jersey yeah, Boys. Um, but what was I gonna say? Oh, Christmas time. I think this is true. Should be true all year round. Listen to whatever you want. We'll listen to whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And you know, listen to things that you might not listen to sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in the Christmas time, especially, don't deprive yourself of easy happiness. Yeah. Well, this is easy happiness. I just think it's so interesting. What I think is most interesting about like the phenomenon of yeah, when is, when's too early to listen to Christmas music? You know, yeah. and everybody has their opinion. But I think, like, Christmas music is its own genre. Like, yeah. And, and you go any other genre, it's based on the style of music and the instruments. That falls, that, like, Christmas yeah. music follows that. But ultimately, Christmas music is a genre and it's seasonally based. Mm-hmm. So what makes that, I don't know, like, is it, yeah, you add some sleigh bells or, like, you add... I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. Because Christmas is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a community episode <laughs> about how Christmas is that the way we bond through Christmas is that we all give it meaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah, well, sounds basic, but like in the episode, it's really... Like everybody brings a unique meaning to it? Well, yeah, but I mean, here's, they they tackle the the episode tackles like, okay, there's eight different people from different traditions. Some of them are atheists, some of them are Jehovah's Witness, some of them are yeah, everything in between, and some of them are Christian. Like, what is Christmas? Even though, because we all, most of us give Christmas meaning. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it's probably, like, I feel sad for you. <laughs> like, like, it's a time of year where we can all, like, not universally maybe, but almost universally celebrate something. Yeah, well, it is know? time of year that you feel that humanity is the closest. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, even yeah. going back, you know, there's the classic story. I forget which war it is. But, you know, they're yeah, in the trenches. It's and like they, 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 one or two. Yeah, it's yeah. like they, they, they have a ceasefire there's one day. There's a song day, about and they, that, they, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about like, the... It's I, like Simon and Garfunkel no, or something. No, well, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's the song and then... 
Is it the On This Night, This Very Christmas Night one? I forget. No, okay. I don't think. But okay. anyway, yeah, but anyway, the soldiers yeah, come yeah, together, yeah. you know, cross lines. They're yeah. shooting at each other, but and then no, the they stop for one day. Because what Christmas is all about. Exactly, yeah. boxing. Just day. like with your relatives, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, I, l- I wrote down, like, okay, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. A lot of these, like, have, as the lyrical, like, material, it's, like, Christmas staples. So, mm-hmm. like... No, I don't. I don't want to say iconography, but like, but yeah, it, like it, it gives you the images yes. that that are staples of Christmas. So we've got one, two, three, almost four, five, six, seven, eight songs that are just like Christmas staples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've got a few that are like Christian. I think one actually. Uh, Silent Night is pretty Christian. The rest of them are... Um, Ave Maria, too. Ave Maria. I don't know what it's that's saying. It's in a different saying. language. Yeah, which, so... What is it saying? In well, I, 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 I should Mary know this. I've Mother. sung it and played it. But, okay. uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I was assuming something about yep. Mary, <laughs> Holy the mother of Jesus. Mary. So, in the, like, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's very Christmassy. So, I guess nine. And then one is about just, like, straight-up snow, like, white, white Christmas. Mm-hmm. Which is also Christmas. And then some of them are about like relationships, like girls. So uh, we got one, two, three, four, five, six. No, just five songs about like, I want you to be here, I love you, or, or it's about a girl. So like thinking about like what makes a Christmas song Christmassy, I mean, they all have, they usually mention Christmas, Christmas in the song. Hmm. And they're either about like a Christmassy thing or like, love mm-hmm. like Christmassy love thing mm-hmm. so I think what's cool about Christmas songs is that like you know it brings people together like baby come home all I want for Christmas is you uh, Santa baby I think is a low point on this album <laughs> Santa baby is a low point of whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of. Santa baby's a little it's weird I don't <laughs> like it it's like I, I've uh, never met somebody that's like I love Santa baby <laughs> well maybe they don't I want to talk about it yeah. <laughs> which makes sense but but like that's so obvious. But I I just love how unabashedly warm and fuzzy yeah. this whole thing is. What do you feel about uh, we do and like all of so and we talked about all of these songs on this album are covers and they're yeah. like time honored Christmas yeah. songs. Yeah. What what how do you feel about bands who make their own Christmas songs now or, or artists who come out with their own Christmas songs that are new and original? Like I love they, that. You love it? okay because yeah. I think some people. Like myself included, don't always resonate as much with oh, that because I don't because either. I think the, the well it's the nostalgia that drives yes. the, every year more memories yes. and emotion compound on each of yeah. these Christmas songs. So when a new one comes out, um, it, it's fun because it changes things up. Uh-huh. Um, and I I'm all for artists producing new new music and original yeah. takes. But well, some of our personal favorite songs mm-hmm. about Christmas are in the last five. Yeah. Or 10 what years. What are your What are some of your favorites that you say so recently, original or not? But yeah, yeah. Recently. I've really been into this album called Christmas, just like Michael Bublé's, only it's by this indie band called Low. Okay. Um, low as in yeah, I L- or L-O-W. low? L-O-W. Okay. And I saw Ethan Holmes' Instagram story, and I was like, oh, I'll listen to this song he put on there. And this one's, this album is, comparatively to other Christmas albums, pretty like political and... Like very thought provoking okay. lyrics and mm-hmm. more on the very like somber slash melancholy mm-hmm. side of things, so, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very simple mm-hmm. and like, you know, electric guitar and and a lot of like duet melodies slash harmonies. Um, it's beautiful, but uh, that's what like 
you know, if you're in a certain mood for mm-hmm. it, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, yeah, I gravitate toward um, just like people who can who can sing the songs with nice voices. So, <laughs> so you know, I go through the like Nat King, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. all those classic ones, and then. I just love the ones that just go full out mm-hmm. jazzy brass on mm-hmm. me because, mm-hmm. like a saxophone having a, a like a grand old time like improvising. Yeah, Christmas jazz is fun. Oh, I just it's love fun. it it's part, so yeah, it's much. Part of the spirit. It really makes me want to like get a bunch of our friends together and just like do a cover of a fun Christmas song. Yeah. Would you play the saxophone? I would definitely <laughs> practice for a month and then do I it. I would love to hear Seriously. that. Let's do it. Seriously, We're I would. In. I would love to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what about you? What yeah, you? I think, well, I think album-wise, what I listen to is more, like, I don't know, there are a couple, like, Future of Forestry is a band that uh-huh. has very symphonic, like, orchestral arrangements, and mm-hmm. I really like them. It's, it's a certain level of epic that I'm not always looking for, but yeah. they have some great Christmas stuff. Um, I don't know, fun little <laughs> jingly song, well, Lorien has, yeah. has one song, and they, they put it on Spotify, it didn't used to be. Um, but it's called Favorite Time of Year, and it's they're rock. That's fun. Group. It feels it's like fun. a high school. Song, yeah, they've got they've good. got the sleigh bells and stuff, uh-huh. and so it it feels Christmas based on instrumentation. My favorite song, Christmas song of all time, is Paper Route. Um, it's you have to find it on YouTube. I think that's the only place I found it. But it's called uh, Christmas Day. No, or Christmas, Christmas Day. I should know if it's my favorite song. Yeah. Then parentheses, we are not alone, and that fits with that more somber mood. Gorgeous backing vocals in the chorus that all come together, and I feel like it. What we talked about with that Christmas, like everybody's coming together in the Christmas time, yeah. no matter what you know where you're from. There, there's a certain level of cohesiveness across like humanity. It feels like, and that song by Paper Route, Christmas Day, is I think in essence that feeling. That and has I a love certain it. level of epicness too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. It it is very like they did a cover of Royals. Yeah. And, like, th- I like the things mm-hmm. they do when they do a little bit of a different, I don't know, kind of vibe than mm-hmm. you're used to with mm-hmm. Christmas songs. Yeah. yeah. There is a great song by um like off of Gone Now by the Bleach by Bleachers. Oh yeah. And it's not a Christmas song, but it's called I Miss Those Days or I Miss Those Days from Gone Now. And when you listen to the song Exploder podcast, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you hear Jack Antonoff, something like that. An- okay. Antonoff, um, you hear him talk about how he specifically like uses those bells and stuff because yeah. it's such a Christmassy mm-hmm. feeling for him. Yeah. So it's I, like, it's like hypnosis when you <laughs> hear the sound. You're immediately brought into <laughs> the state. <laughs> well, yeah, like I think it's cool that he took advantage of that to to create this song that's like bittersweet, like such happiness, mm. but it's, I miss those mm. days. That the intentional happiness, have. that's cool. Yeah, and so, so I think it's fun to take Christmas outside of Christmas sometimes. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of my favorites from a while ago is Sleeping At Last Snow, I think mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. And that's an original song that mm-hmm. I really connected to. Mm-hmm. So I want them to make original songs so we can mm-hmm. have more classics, mm-hmm. you know, later in mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say... Before we move on to, to It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, I'd say, Michael Bublé, great job of doing a Christmas album, man. Honestly, it, it's one of those, like, a, a critic would be like, an instant classic. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. it, it just feels like it never gets old mm-hmm. if you listen to it around Christmas time. Instant time. classic, and it's not always my go-to. Yeah, it's definitely a go-to for me, and it's just better, this album's better if you're just doing 
anything that makes you feel in the Christmas mm-hmm. mood. Mm-hmm. Like so helps fun. you get there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and what's one of your favorites from the album? Uh, one of my favorites is um, Christmas. The snow's coming down. <laughs> you know. Um, Christmas, parenthesis, um, baby, please come home. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yes. I I would probably say Holly Jolly Christmas. Okay, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. that's. I mean, that's a classic one. Also, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. I will never get sick of that song. It's probably my I, favorite. I don't Christmas know if it, whatever his inflection is, I think that Michael Bublé's voice, I really like it in Holly Jolly Christmas. He, it, it's, and it's a nice, whereas sometimes the album... I feel like sometimes I'm like, I prefer the song slower and you're doing it fast. Or sometimes oh. it's like, this song, I prefer it faster, but you're doing it slow. I yeah. think that one aligns with my personal preferences. So I like Holly Jolly Christmas nice. a lot. It's just a nice a nice bow on yeah. top of the present for me. I love it in Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, when he's like, is now like... He like no, the way yeah, he yeah, says yeah, yeah. Like, things feels very like, I'm confident I'm mm-hmm. oozing honey mm-hmm. from my mouth. Yeah, he's a honey boy. He's a honey man. He's a honey boy. Uh, honey boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, let's let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. To so now, yeah, life. we'll move into "It's a Wonderful Life." We, we just just got, watched that this yeah, afternoon. We're exactly. recording this uh, right after a bit. We took a Smash Bros. break. Yeah. And now we're in my room. Um, that, it was my first time seeing this movie. I've never seen this Christmas classic. <laughs> yeah, the, I watched it like a long time ago, but I think I missed parts of it when mm-hmm. I was younger, and I never really like stuck with me. I mean, some, like, him on the bridge kind of stuck with me. Yeah, and we'll say this podcast episode will just have spoilers throughout yeah. because... It came out, what, like, it, It's black and white. Like it's that. a classic. If you haven't seen it by now, it's just too, too late. Go watch Deal it. With it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, so my Jimmy one Stewart, context... Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm James Stewart. Is that the actor? Yes. The, yeah. uh, <laughs> I know nothing about this movie. My one context for this movie was... In Friends, there's yeah. an episode, the TV show Friends, where Phoebe is watching all these movies that her mom oh, cut off the ends of yeah. too early so she didn't see the bad stuff at the uh-huh. end. So like Old Yeller or something yep. where it's happy, happy, yep. and then all of a sudden Saturday. Titanic. And then, yeah, yeah. And then they, her friend's like, oh, you need to watch A Wonderful Life. It'll make everything okay. And she she is watching it. And she's like, no, I'm turning it off. And all this is bad. I'm not watching that. So I knew it was... Bad. A movie where bad things happen. Well, there was, then there I was two or three there's... times where you yeah. yelled yeah. during the movie. I was like, oh. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. So I think what like this is a, a classic because ultimately, I think like a, I would say what makes classics so classics yeah. over time can be the way that film and storytelling can speak to humanity and the essence yeah. of what it is. This is one of those movies, but. To do that, it has to dig into the sadness. I that wrote we that down. I said, um, uh, "You have to get the lowest of lows to get the highest." Yeah, of highs. and I don't like it. <laughs> it's not. I thought. I don't know. It's, it's not always worth it for me. Yeah. To to be so sad in a movie. Yeah. Well, but sometimes it's a good payoff, and sometimes it's not. Okay, let me ask you this then: Like, would you ever be in the mood for this movie, or this type of movie? I don't know if I need to see it again for a while. Okay, but that's my point. Is like maybe in the future you would. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like a no, yearly, never say never. A yearly thing. No, no, no. Yeah. But anyway, let, let, let's let's dig into the deals. I'm curious. You 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 were viewing this pretty analytically. It looked like so. I'm excited to hear your opinions. <laughs> Ooh, hmm. Yeah. So, I just I like the fact that they have this unique perspective from the angels. That's mm-hmm. fun. It's a little bit like Emperor's New Groove, where he like stops the movie and then it's yeah like, you know? feel that way yeah. well, and I feel like you almost forgot you forgot about you, it in the middle because it took about a big gap it. Yeah. and then it came back and I really did like that because you were enraptured in the what's the main character's name you know 
George Bailey. Jo- yeah, George Bailey. George Bailey. You're enraptured in George Bailey's life, yes. and then and then you take a step back, and, and it feels as a small part of this larger world, and I think that adds yeah. a lot of resonance to the the film as a whole and the plot. Wait, what do you mean? It feels like the small part of this like because world. because. For a while, like he is the only thing that exists in the movie. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, this is a small. He is a small piece of this world that he's yeah. a part of. And that's that's the heart of the movie is he yeah. has had this effect on this huge world around him. Mm-hmm. So I think that 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 perspective shift worked really well. It got me invested in the character, but then pulled me back to see the grander scheme. Oh, Should so we much... explain the movie for those who haven't seen it? Yes, before? it's Maybe a wonderful life. Too. Is yeah, we totally should have explained the movie. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Is where. This angel needs to get his wings. And so then the angels up, who are his superiors, the class one or whatever, um, say to him, okay, you need to help out George Bailey because he's in a bit of a pickle. Spot. He's in a depressed moment in his life. And you need to help him realize the value of his life. And so then... Most of the movie then most is of the movie George's life. Is seeing George Bailey's life. And you really get attached to him. He's like a nice. He's a not nice. He's like just like a stand-up person who yeah, helps people. Yeah, he always thinks of other people. His father did that before him. He's oh, never he's, making never making money through the the loan business that he has. But yeah, it's always to help other people get back on. Their a lot feet. of banking. Yeah, <laughs> a lot a lot of banking happens in this movie. A lot of banking. It reminded me of like Mary Poppins. That's a big part of Mary Poppins. I know you haven't seen Mary Poppins, oh. but but the the bank is a huge part of that movie mm. too. It's interesting. And there's always the, the money-hungry guy who's yeah. like, hey, I'm grumpy, I want more money. Yeah, and, out of town. and uh, I think that's like an easy way to just be like humanity greedy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a problem. Like Miracle on 34th Street, that's got a court of law there, too. It's so interesting. Well, yeah, now. Uh, Ghost of Christmas, a, a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Christmas, what, is that is what that called? Yeah, it's uh, what yeah, it's called. Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's what his, his plot. Yeah, uh, foil or whatever is money, I'm, money, I'm money, grubby money, money. money and yes. then I, <laughs> have you seen the Merry Christmas to each what is Tim uh, and I'm, uh, I don't Merry know. Christmas and a turkey for everybody no <laughs> it's not the same it's like and uh, have for all or something like that mm. um, whatever Tiny Tim yeah says, uh, anyway so God bless you yes everyone. thank you yes, thank yes. you um, I thought there was a turkey. Okay, have you seen the Muppets Christmas Carol one? No. Oh my gosh, that's like the only one that matters. It's okay. so good. Oh, I don't that. know if I've ever watched a Muppets. <laughs> oh, you, you live a sad life whenever you're frowning, that's why. Um, anyway. Less Muppets. So, so many things to say about this movie. Um, I prefer a Christmas Carol story. Mm-hmm. Not a, but the Christmas Carol story. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what this is. And any great Christmas movie has like... An, an amazing dynamic character arc where mm-hmm. they're like a like greedy guy beforehand and then they're like benevolent and mm-hmm. they're generous afterward. Mm-hmm. That's why I prefer Christmas Carol. It just feels like it did it a little mm-hmm. bit better. But like it feels like it got inspiration mm-hmm. from Christmas Carol because he um, they like brought him back into like his life or they were like the ghost of future future Christmas future and he's mm-hmm. like dead you know and so it's a little twist on the like this other entity mm-hmm. ghosts in Christmas Carol and this angel in It's a Wonderful Life makes them reevaluate with a different perspective like mm-hmm. and that's beautiful yeah. I love that so you, I like this movie a lot I just yeah. it's not it's not for me like nostalgia what I find interesting is, is that yeah there, there do seem to be parallels in these movies and, and some other traditional Christmas or, or some other movies across yeah. narratives in general but 
uh, all of the uh, they so a lot of them take the focus of oh look at your life and you have value because of the impact you have on other people. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's something to be said that's missing? I was wondering for when do you value your life for just your inherent mm. value, or mm. it's more introspective instead yeah. of uh, extra? Is that a word? Extra introspective, extrospective, well, whatever. Yeah, we'll say it's a word. Yeah, so instead of the focus on your effect on other people, as good as that is, do you think there's a missing point for the introspection? I think anything that's... if I think anything about you affecting other people positively comes from an internal place. Mm-hmm. So if you understand your value, you're more likely to understand other people's okay. value. That's, okay. that's my opinion. So, mm-hmm. so like... Um, on the wall, it said, uh, all you can take with you is what you give mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So that was a quote by the by his George's father, dad. George's who, father. Who he kind of modeled yes. his life after in a way. All you can take with you is what you give away. I think that's beautiful because mm-hmm. the best things in life are things you can just, you give away. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the healthy thing to do is not to like hold on tight with like this iron grasp. Mm-hmm. It's living your life in a way where you're open hands and like receiving and giving away in a way that 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 is you know not like potter mm. mr potter not greedy mm. not hoarding not yeah and so i just i thought what was interesting was that jim stewart's character jim stewart's character george bailey wasn't a perfect guy mm-hmm. he, like because he got mad at mr potter mm-hmm. mr potter screwed him over later mm-hmm. And he insulted Mr. Potter. So, I think he could have been a better guy, which yeah, well, is kind of hard. That, was, yeah. that wasn't... I, I noticed that as well. It's like... Yeah. And, well, I don't know. I mean, and it's part of it is the movie maybe doesn't age well in certain areas. True. A lot like, of slapping yeah. people, kissing people. Yeah. He's Wait. kind of a jerk out of <laughs> one of the dates. Or, like, I did not get one of that the whole scene. He's, they're on the phone together. That was a weird scene to me. I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. But he had a lot of inner confliction. Yeah. And then it comes out in, in his In negative actions. ways. Yeah. yeah. So It's so crazy to see yeah. how quick his mood changes mm-hmm. and how... He, the, put, he puts everything. It's like this nineteen fifties mentality of like putting everything yeah, on the, the, the man, of the, man of the house, the house's shoulder. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that maybe. I mean, it makes him relatable. Because Very much so. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not perfect, and that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad he's not perfect, but like, I think it's also good to recognize what flaws he does mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I guess um, I thought it was really fun to just hear when he was, I guess, happy. He was like very poetic, and mm-hmm. he was like. You know the famous line, "I'll lasso you the moon," or yeah. "I'm gonna build bridges, I'm gonna build houses, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go and and like I'm gonna do everything, and I'm gonna be a big important guy." Mm-hmm. And then, I think that is always the good message of Christmas is that it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there was a lot, of, even through not just through dialogue or what happened in the movie, but some cool imagery. I think reflected some of these values, okay. like. The raven in the room towards the beginning of the movie, in the business room, where the bank room, whatever you want to call it, there's like this little mini model house, and the raven's like mm-hmm. pecking at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could be imagery for Mr. Potter, like, oh, look, kind of like being yeah. over. The omen. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering what they were doing with that raven, and there's a squirrel at one point. In yeah, that it's interesting. I do think, it, like, you know, there's a reason why the animals weren't with Mr. Potter, greedy Mr. Potter, because 
if you're kind to animals, you're more likely to be kind to like humans. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, there's a reason why princesses in Disney movies are like best friends. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. So um, let's see here. <laughs> Mr. Potter looked like Packer from The Office. Yeah, from The Office. Which, Acted like which, him too. <laughs> which helped. Yeah. Um, man. I thought they. The, I thought the woman who eventually is his wife. I thought they had pretty good chemistry for Mary, right? Mary, yeah. yeah. Mary, I'm married. Wow. <laughs> it's so hard not to do the It's very Jimmy distinct. Stewart very distinct. Voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because sometimes you're like, what age are you? You look the same age the whole movie. Well, I, um, for, for Mary you're saying? Or no, for, for both of them. Oh, well, I thought I was actually, I felt like, I thought they aged him pretty well throughout the movie. I thought he looked okay. very different at different stages. I feel like. Of course, like, they had the child actor at the beginning. Yeah, but then they yeah, have yeah. him from like I feel young like, 20s to early 30s. Or, yeah, yeah, I thought young 20s, he looked a little old, and then I might agree with you, yeah. they like made his hair maybe yeah, a little They, they grayed his hair yeah. a little bit. It, it, this, it's hard to tell because it's yeah. black and white. But, <laughs> I, but I was actually, I, I noticed that, I'm thinking, wow, I I like actually could be tracking with this guy, I feel like, through through real life. But I, I do think he was probably a little too old for yeah, his the, younger self. Like he's actor. wearing that like football thing. I'm yeah, like, okay. it was, yeah, I look a little <laughs> And then he's like, what are you, 18? Yeah. And then she's like, like, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yes, and... She did not look 18 to me. Yeah, Maybe yeah. she was, but she did not look Yeah, 18. she did not either. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts of the movie was he's in the house. He realizes he owes all this money because he lost all this money, mm-hmm. which or was his interesting. his uncle lost his money. I know his uncle did, but he took credit for it. Yeah. Which is even more of like a testament to the goodness yeah, of his character. He's a good boy. He's a little bit of a guy from To Kill a Mockingbird. What's his oh, name? Um, Atticus Finch. Atticus Finch. Like, he feels like that. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, maybe it's like a similar very time. honorable and yeah, moral. yeah, similar time of of movies and stuff. But, but when he came in and he's like so distraught and his family's like, like putting tinsel on the Christmas tree mm-hmm. and, I loved that the little daughter was playing the piano, practicing her song because, it would have been so easy to like put sad music over mm-hmm. that. But the the music was usually what you'd associate with happy mm-hmm. and it's like a little girl playing it and it just felt fun like a good addition it yeah. felt it like well, a I think christmas time it's realistic too, yeah because you know there's not a backing soundtrack to our lives that totally yeah. fits our mood but like yeah. you, you have to balance your your mood. sadness with the your happiness around you or the sad. happiness with the sadness that's but then the you. same song was played when he came back all super happy that's true which is that's fun true. it's yeah. fun to see that mm-hmm. so i loved that mm-hmm. um Christmas marches on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think I think I think what people in this movie and people all around the world need to be better at is like I heard somebody say like love is saying yes to what is. Mm-hmm. So what he did through the angel helping him was just saying yes to what is. Mm-hmm. He was he was stoked to go to prison. You know, like, <laughs> he was like, dude, yes. Yeah, do, you, I, I do you think that's realistic? Even even the most optimistic person, do you think that that's taking every life, every moment as a gift? Like, which is how his view shifts. Yeah. You know, because, because he's taken, the angel shows him, this is what it would look like if, if you weren't, if you didn't exist. Yeah. And, and he's like, okay, I, I'm ready to exist again. Um. And like, and then he kind of is like, yeah, oh, I'm so just glad I exist and everything's real. It's like, I'm gonna go to prison. Like, I don't know. Do you think that's realistic? 
I now of course that the whole thing is real. Like obviously it's a movie. And yeah, and Francis it's an point. angel yeah. uh, telling uh, 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 him here's what it's like if you don't exist. Yeah. I don't think that's the point. I don't think the point is is this realistic or is it not. Okay. I think the point is if you see the two extremes, the extreme low and the extreme high, maybe you're more likely to tend towards the extreme mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. And there's been countless people in history and recent and like a long time ago saying like, oh, this bad thing I thought was bad really helped me in some way. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know... I don't. I just feel like it's it's just a constant every day saying yes to what is, mm-hmm. and that's what he came to at the end. Mm-hmm. And and that that uh, you know he wasn't hoping for the whole town to give him a bunch of money, but that's what happened. And mm-hmm. and it's because of like, and I think it's inspiring to people who. I think two lessons I learned from this movie. It's like say. Thank you, and, like, appreciate those who are kind way more often. Mm-hmm. Because he was led toward the suicide because everybody, he thought everybody hated him. Mm-hmm. Or, like, people and were being mean collapsing. to him, and the world was collapsing. He was worth, and he was worth more dead than alive. Yeah, like, that was the, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so, I think, you know, we gotta, not just when they need it most, because the town was there for when they, he needed it the most, mm-hmm. but... You gotta, you gotta let people know that they have just this intense value, mm-hmm. even when they don't, they're not like at the brink of something horrible happening mm-hmm. to them. Because I don't know, I, I that's what I love from it, and I think I also, I also learned that like, <laughs> you do have to, you should love your enemies, mm-hmm. uh, not just for pragmatic reasons, because then he wouldn't have got screwed over by Mister Potter, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. but. The people who are horrible to you, if you show kindness to them, like, there are people who actually exist like that. Like, like just thinking about, like, Mr. Rogers or whatever, like, mm-hmm. instead of showing contempt, you're showing kindness, and that's the hardest thing ever, yeah. but... Yeah, I heard, or I was listening to something this morning that was, it was discussing the, the importance of letting somebody be comfortable being who and where they are, mm-hmm. like, emotionally, like, ultimately themselves and, and where they are in that in that track and being able to meet them where they are and being okay with being met where you are, who and who and where you are. Cause that's what, yeah. 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 I, I totally know what you mean. So, so what's our rating system for this week? For this? Oh, I, I mean, we can mix it up. We can yeah. jazz it up, but I, I mean, for this movie, I feel like watch it with people mm-hmm. that you love. Like some movies are good to watch alone or it can be either, but I think this one you need to like communally experience it. Just As is the level. Christmas way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be a travesty if you went through this whole movie not making fun of James Stewart's voice. <laughs> That's true. You got <laughs> You got to go into the nineteen thirties. Quote a couple things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, for for Michael Bublé's album, I don't know. I said, but like, do your holiday shopping to it. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. If, if say, you do don't something... like holiday shopping like me, it'll make your holiday shopping better. That's very true. Um, tidings, merry tidings to you all. Tidings. Merry everything. Um, as we're going to the holidays, don't forget to uh, check your social media and yes. go ahead and follow us on Instagram. It's uh, Wave Wave Frame Frame Pod. Pod. Yeah. Um, and then on Facebook, if you Wave search Frame. Waveframe, you'll find it. Um, mm-hmm. You'll recognize the logo that Isaac so nicely drew. <laughs> um, 
And then, uh, yeah, well, we're so way on Apple Podcasts, but we'll let you know when it's <laughs> yes. there so you have more avenues to listen to. Uh-huh. So thank you for listening to uh, those of you who have made it this far. Yes. We appreciate you you joining us for these conversations. Um, and we hope you have a good time as well in these mm-hmm. holiday seasons. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cool. I wish that Tiny Tim said turkey. I think everybody should get a turkey. And a merry turkey to you all. Wait, wait what does he say again? The actual turkey.